Welcome to another edition of The World According to Sparky as we talk about Disney World and Disney-related items, even gone to little Disneyland stuff with good old Andy Spitzer over there. Kay Boris here as well, and our first, gover- first guest ever uh, on the podcast uh, here at 1057fmthefan.com, uh, and that is Disney Brian, as we call him from Racine, and uh, he's more over-the-top Disney than probably any of us are, goes way more than probably we do on a given year, and uh, Disney Brian joins us because he was there for the opening of Toy Story Land, and you were actually there the day before on June 29th, right? How did that all play out? Uh, actually, we were there the day before. What happened was we were very excited for the 30th. We made shirts. We were ready to go. On the 29th, we were, I can't remember what park we were at first, but we went over to Studios, and I noticed on the app that Toy Story Mania had a wait time. So I was intrigued. Um, So we went over there. We walked back by Pixar Place, took the hard right towards Toy Story Land, and everybody's just walking in and out. Uh, So we went in. We were confused. We asked a couple of cast members, hey, what's going on? And they said in all of their Disney cheer, it's a surprise opening for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Or a soft opening, as they would say in any Mm -hmm. other business. Right. Right. So we were, I was going, okay, you're you're listing a wait time, because they did not list the wait times first, Slinky Dog Dash or um, Alien Swirling Saucers. So I'm going, okay, it seems to be a soft opening, but they kept, they were all on the same page of surprise opening. Now, keeping in mind that day was a media event. Right. And that probably probably right after that media event ended, the skies opened up and it rained horribly. Mm. So when we got over there, it all kind of made sense. We figured the crowds were very small, so they probably figured open it up and let's do the soft opening and really kind of move people through. That, that's awesome. So... So was the roller coaster then open, the saucer ride open? Uh, they were all open and going at that point? Everything was open. Woody's lunchbox was open. Everything was going. Slinky Dog had a three-hour wait at that point when we on walked a, through. On a soft open. On a soft wow. open. That people <laughs> didn't know about. And then you get there the next day and talk about that grand experience. Oh, that it was an experience, Spark. We, <laughs> we figured... We're going to get to the park as early as we can. The park was listed to open at 8 o'clock, so we got there at 6. Much to our dismay, it was packed with people waiting to get in. By 6 a.m. By 6 a.m. There were Sounds some like pe- Build-A-Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were some people we heard there saying they were there at midnight. I can't attest that if that's true Probably. or not. Um, but at 6.30... They came out, they announced to the crowd that they're going to open up and we can just get back to Toy Story Land. So that's what they did. Uh, I'm sure other guests weren't happy come 8 o'clock when the park opened, but there were so many people that they did eventually just open up and let us through at 6.30. Did they start the rides at 6.30 or did they they just let you into the land without actually starting anything? Oh, they started the rides. Holy cow. Yes. See, it would have been one thing if they brought everybody back there uh, away from everybody from the entrance and said, okay, y'all can sit back here and wait. We're not starting anything until this point, but y'all can get in line, whatever ride you want to go on, but we're not going to start the rides. But instead, they, they open the whole thing up. That mm-hmm. That is crazy. Well, they must have been fully staffed and ready for that, though. They, it was ironic. It's funny that you say that because we were we were a little bit confused because we were hoping that all the – ceremony and this grand opening was going to happen that day so we were pretty prepared for that 
Um, so probably around, I think our first Fast Pass was for Toy Story Mania for opening day at like 10, 15. Um, so after that, we went to the front of the park and we went to guest services. We just wanted to talk for a minute just to kind of get the feel of what was going on because they did the big grand opening with Tim Allen and stuff uh, the day before for the media uh, event, figures. which bummed us out beyond belief. Um, so we were just kind of asking some questions about, you know, you were fully staffed and it, you opened up so early, and apparently that was just the spur of the moment, but they were fully staffed for 6.30. So make of that what you will. That's crazy. <laughs> so the ride times... On that Sunday, we saw, what, like 400 minutes or something like that, Kay? I mean, it was way out of control. I can't imagine everybody was too happy by the way that whole thing played out in the morning. No. People seemed pretty upset about it. And when we were walking back towards the front of the park at, you know, must have been 1030, maybe quarter to 11, the line to get into Toy Story Land was wrapped all the way around through the great movie ride queue on the outside part of that queue, all the way through there, it was an enormous line. They walked people down the steps, down to Pixar Place, wrapped people around that way. It was it was a very long wait to get in, but if you had fast passes... They or, pulled you in. Yes, you. they had cast members right. kind of blocking the way, so you couldn't get down those steps to Pixar Place, and then if you had a fast pass they would let you go through. All right, so we're obviously heading uh, family vacation July 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're heading down there till August 8th. So as far as the Slinky Dog roller coaster, what is it comparable to? Um, you guys could probably appreciate this comparison. It took us until the second or third time we rode it. Um, I turned to my wife and I said, you know what this ride is? It's a miniature version of Raging Bull at Six Flags. Oh, I oh, like Raging man. Bull. All right. That means it gets going then. <laughs> I don't know it, what that is. <laughs> Oh, it's a roller coaster. It's legit. Now, there's no big climb hill and a and a big drop, but when you're going on Raging Bull towards the end of that ride at, at Six Flags, you have some nice bank turns and some little dips and little hills that you go around, um, and that's kind of what Slinky Dog is. It, for being a more tame roller coaster, it definitely has enough thrills and enough fun that Kids that just make the height requirement, uh, teenagers and grown-ups are all really going to like it. it. I liked it better than Seven Doors Mine Train, and I know my wife did the same. Okay, then. Good. I was, uh, I'll be honest. I was a little concerned it was going to be very kiddish, and we are going to go on at once and be like, uh, okay, if Jackson may like it, we'll go on for him, but I don't know if anybody else will like it. But after hearing that, that means there's enough giddy-up in this ride to, to make it worth it, then. And he's missing it by, like, two inches. Oof. Yeah, Jackson is, which is good, because by the sounds of it, if it's like what he's saying, Jackson will be scared out of his mind if we put him on that ride. Correct. What about the saucer ride? Because he is tall enough for the saucer ride. The saucer ride, um, it is practically a clone of Mater's Junkyard Jamboree at California Adventure at Disneyland. Um, So I think uh, Mater's is a little bit more fun because there's some original music that Mater sings. Um, but it's a it's a nice little ride. I, I think kids will like it, and it's enough fun that grown ups you kind of you kind of smile and you get up and go. Oh, that was a that was a fun little ride. It's not nearly as spinny as the teacups. Good or good, anything like that. Good, because I get sick, man. I don't want that. That's good. Yeah, good. you don't have to worry about that. Uh, 
That being said, I probably wouldn't wait more than 20 minutes for it. Okay. Um, well, we got fast passes for yeah, it already. Not so. for that one, we don't. Oh, we don't have fast passes Correct. for that. Correct. We figured we could just get on that one. Oh, for the extra magic hours Correct. in the morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I good. would definitely go to that one first. Right. And get that one out of the way. Yep. All right. Good. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, anything else on Toy Story Land from either one of you two, Andy or Kay? I want to know how the food is. Oh, the food, of from course. From the lunchbox. It, um, the first tip for Woody's Lunchbox is use mobile ordering yep. on your My Disney Experience app. Um, there was trying to remember if it was opening day or if it, no, it was a soft opening day. The day before, there was a 45-minute wait to order. Wow. And that was in rain. Oh um, <laughs> so, so for opening day, we figured we have to eat here. So we looked at the line, and it was crazy, and we thought, duh, use the app. So we did the mobile ordering app, went off without a hitch. Um, it took maybe a total of 12 minutes, and our food was ready. There was no problem walking up to the window, picking it up. Not a big deal. Um, we ordered the uh, grilled cheese is what we had, and it was phenomenal. It was very, very good. Hey, come on, man. It's grilled cheese. How do you screw up grilled cheese, Brian? Uh, you could screw it up. They do not. They have a – it has some sort of an herb butter sauce that they put on the bread first, and then there's also like uh, – it's not just one cheese on there. There's a couple of different cheeses. It – it's very hard to explain, but you'll eat it and say, okay, I've been doing it wrong. Oh, really? Is yes. it bread soggy or is it toasty? Nope, it's toasty. Oh, there you go. Because yes. Kay's not a fan of soggy bread, nope. so that's good to know. I'm nope. actually really bad in the kitchen, so I screw up grilled cheese all the time. <laughs> Come so. on, man. It just, I can't it cook. Burns, it burns. Really? And yeah, I just uh, can't get a hold of right. it. All right, well, you'll appreciate that. Uh, okay, so we got that. Woody's lunchbox obviously is worth it. Anything else? No, I was hoping he was had tried the tachos. Is that what it's called? The tater tat nachos? Um, yeah, they're potato barrels. We had, you get those as a side. We did not get the loaded ones. We didn't get the ones that are done up like nachos, but we did um, get them as our side. I think you can get apple slices, potato barrels, or something else as your side with your sandwiches. Um, we added, I think it's a dollar more, you can get a cheese dipping sauce for them. Oh. And that was very good. We recommend that. It's more of a chili cheese dipping sauce nice. than it is just nat, you know, regular uh, plain cheese sauce. It how, was actually very good. How far along is uh, Star Wars Land coming? Uh, it looks awesome. You get a great view from Toy Story Land. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it it's going to be something. You can really see the rock work is going up now, and you, you really, as soon as you walk into Toy Story Land, you can get a great view of it. That park is going to go from a park that not a lot of people went to a ton, mainly for two rides, you know, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster and then probably Tower, Tower of Terror, Terror right? Yeah. And maybe Toy Story Mania, because that's obviously a fun ride. But now that really is going to put itself on the map, just like I think Epcot, once they get that Guardians of the Galaxy ride, You'll see an uptick in people going there, too. Mm-hmm. All right, let's now talk about the special event they do, they're doing this summer, yes. After Hours for Disney, which is kind of like the trick-or-treat thing they did, uh, they, like they do in the fall. Yes, it's Disney After Hours. They do it select uh, Thursday and Saturday nights through the summer. We did the 28th of June. It was the first one for this summer. Uh, we actually had to switch our flight that day. We were supposed to arrive in the evening, and we found out it went up, so we had to quick switch our flight to a morning flight so we could try this thing out because we've been wanting to True do it. True Disney addicts. <laughs> I love it. Good job. <laughs> so uh, I think the price is $119 uh, without an annual pass, and the annual pass price I think is $84. Even at the 119 price, this event is well worth it. 
Absolutely. It runs from 8 p.m. until 11 and 11 until 1. And I believe the night we went, it was from 11 p.m. until 1. Depending on what date you go, though, is time shift. But I believe right. ours was from 11 to 1. Ours is 10 to 1. 10 to 1 is ours. The park or closes like that. at 10. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. 10 to 1. 10 to 10 1. To 1. Yeah. And you so, can go in at 7. Mm-hmm. T- tell me about this. As far as wait times and the free ice cream, the free pizza and all of that, how many no, people popcorn. are we talking or popcorn? How many people are we talking about having to deal with here? Um, there was surprisingly more people than we were expecting. So we thought there's more people than we thought. Once you got into the queues for the attractions, all of that just disappeared. It, you <laughs> just walked on. You just walked on. That's what we heard, too. Yep. Boy, oh, boy, you're just confirming everything that we've been yep. seeing. Uh, one other one, the Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, what is that? The H2O Globe yes. after party that they have there. What's that like? Um I'll go to that, but for the food, a little tip for the snacks for the after hours. Oh, right. Um, you get bottled drinks. It was Coke, Diet Coke, uh, Sprite, and water. And then you could also pick popcorn and ice cream. So it was Mickey Premium bars and I think mm. some of the frozen juice bars. For free. For free. Mm. You could walk up and say, hey, can I have uh, two Cokes, two waters, and two Sprites, please? No problem. Uh, by the end of the evening, they were kind of just setting the bottles out on top. So if you were coming by, you can right. grab them. Yep. Um, the tip for that would be uh, don't go to the first carts you see in Adventureland or Tomorrowland because those were literally the longest lines we stood in for that event was waiting at those carts. So just keep moving. Just keep moving because once you get to Fantasyland and uh, Liberty Square, there was nobody in line. I think people really ran to the first one they saw. And we thought, boy, this is a long line. And that, that was literally the longest we waited were for the, were for the goodies. Good. All right. Well, what's Disney prices, like a couple sodas and an ice cream bar, that's like an $80 value right there, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were trying to calculate, okay, how much yeah. do we eat and drink here, and how much do we get back now off of our ticket because of that? Yeah, we were playing that game, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right, I what mean, about with an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old, we're going to get our money's worth on that one. Yeah, oh, for sure. What about Typhoon Lagoon and that uh, after party there at the Glow Party? Okay, yeah, the uh, H2O Glow Party at Typhoon Lagoon. I think they do that the same nights. It's Thursdays and Saturdays. That one is a little bit cheaper. I think it's maybe $55 without an annual pass and a little bit cheaper with. Um, That party, I think it ran from 8 until 11. Yeah, that sounds right. It was 8 until 11 that party ran from, and that was kind of the same thing as the Disney after hours. Normally when we go to the water parks, we just kind of hang out by the wave pool and just kind of chill out for a little bit. Uh, We were able to ride every slide with no weight again. It, it was just it, as long as it took you to walk the queue and go up those stairs is as long as you were going to wait. That's awesome. And that's just cool that's having the it. having the water parks open after, you know, at night because right. usually they close at 5. Right. But mm-hmm. no, there's no sun, though. You're not going to get a suntan at this point, but you're going to have an awful lot of fun. It's, it's hot Florida. enough. Yeah. yeah, it's hot enough. Oh, you'll be warm. Right. I'm just saying, for all those people that go there during the day like Brian is, you're not going to be able to just lay out by the wave pool and hang out and yeah. get a suntan. That. Those days are done if, if you're going uh, at night. Brian, thanks so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You Thank bet you. Take care. There he is, Disney. Brian, uh, a faithful listener uh, of the podcast uh, throughout the start of the podcast, really, going back and forth. And I just realized that I let Andy off the hook because he had— I'm good. He, oh, you're we're okay good. with yeah, that? Yeah, we're okay yeah. with that. He, he had told me that he, he took— uh, <laughs> He had some issues with Andy's description of Disneyland, saying he cut, really did Disneyland wrong and didn't really give everybody 
the real props to Disneyland that it deserved. And he wanted to address it with Andy, but well, I'm, I'm we happy ran about out of time. That. I'm happy about that because now I think I've arrived as a radio professional that I have an angry, my first angry <laughs> caller. I think I'm in now, right? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe right. Uh, so, again, thanks to uh, Dizzy Bry for joining us. Uh, next week, a special guest again, Kay. Yes. Who's a special guest next week, Andy? My sister-in-law. We're going to just rip her to shreds, yes. probably. Does over she this. not know that this was discussed on a podcast already? Uh, she, I, I don't know. I'm keeping that information from her right now, just so we... Do your parents know? Yeah, my parents listen all the time. What did they think of it? They were like, yeah, absolutely. And they, well, they're t- my parents are taking their, um, my brother and my sister-in-law's side that, because uh, they just had the kids up north and they're like, if they don't nap at a napping specific is, time. Napping is key. And then I'm like, well, fine, just bring them back, you know, later in the afternoon. They're like, I don't know. That's a lot of walking. I'm like, well, then why are we doing four parks in four days with like the window you gave us for this trip? I'm telling you what, the first time we took the boys. They were, what, 9 and 11 or whatever it yep. was, right? Yep. We almost killed them mm-hmm. and ourselves. I mean, we were just all spent physically, emotionally. Well, you and Joe were out everything. of control. Right, because I didn't know if we'd ever get back again, mm-hmm. right? So one time only, they don't know anything about Disney World. We got to go. So we're mm-hmm. busting butt through the parks. All right, we got to get to this ride. We got to get to that ride. And, with a newborn. Right, with the newborn, which I didn't really care about Jackson at that point. It's four months. But you had to keep up, obviously, with the stroller mm-hmm. and going from ride to ride. So the fun aspect of it, we probably sh- took out of it a little bit because we were in such a hurry to get everything covered so the boys could get on everything in case we weren't able to. Now, if I would have known we were going to be going back three, four times the next two years after this, Mm -hmm. I would not have been in such a hurry to have to get them on everything. So this time when we go, I'm not going to really care. They've been on pretty much everything other than Toy Story Land and um, Animal Kingdom. But uh, other than that, uh, the Pandora ride, other than that, they've been on everything. So I'll be a little bit more relaxed. But what we learned was... You kind of almost have to have an off day or two kind of somewhere in there yeah, or somewhere where you don't go first thing in the morning. You let them sleep and get some pool time and then go in the afternoon and kind of balance it out a little bit. So this time we kind of have it set up that way where if we're staying late at Magic Kingdom one night, the next day we're not going to the park till the afternoon or whatever. We're trying to avoid the midnight 1 a.m. deal and then being back at the park by 8 a.m. We, we've tried to cut that off. And before, right. that's what we were doing. We yeah. were there all day. And then getting up the next morning, be there all day. Next morning, up there all day for five five days in a row, whatever it was. We gave ourselves no break. This time, we got a couple off days, a couple other things in where they can do whatever they want. The 13-year-old may want to go down on some fishing adventure or something down there on the Sunday we're there. So cool. Go on your fishing adventure, and the other one can play in the pool or do whatever. That's just going to be hard for me to do. I was talking to my dad about... What's yeah. the best way to structure this? He's like, well, if the kids just see the highlights, we'll, we'll consider that money well spent. And I'm like, no, I'm a theme park commando. We're going on every ride. <laughs> That's how I they're was. They're seeing everything. That's how I was. I was the same uh, way. Because you, you don't know if they're going to get back. That and yeah. you're just the amount of money you're spending. Like I know. That's bang for the buck. But the That's crazy part is say. it's his dad who's going, ah, not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, who cares? I mean, if your dad's going to say, hey, we're going to bring him back next year. We can see the rest of it next year. Okay, well, that changes it a little bit. But if I were you, no. I'd be like, y'all can come whenever you want, but I'm still doing what I got to do. I mean, yeah. Oh, I'm going all all yeah. day, every day. I mean, day. you and your parents should still do your thing, and then yeah. they can come and go as they want and do whatever they want and yeah. whatever. But we do have to tell your sister-in-law. 
give off. her some heads up. Tell her off. No, I'm not telling her <laughs> off, man. I may have to meet her at some point at your wedding. Uh, he is Andy Spitzer. She is Kate Boris. He's Sparky Fiverr. Thanks for tuning in to another World According to Sparky. Talking some Disney here on The Fan. Toodles.